Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast Post-Players Championship. The entire golf world and world has kind of flipped on its head over the last couple of days, and we want to break down exactly where everything's at and where we might be going forward. So to do that, I've brought in uh, two of my faves. So we'll start. Uh, Kyle Porter. Kyle, how are you hanging in there with your uh, – are you self-quarantining? What's going on? Well, everybody else is just entering my world. I'm always self-quarantined. I'm out in the shed. I'm I'm by myself. This is, you know, the funniest, uh, I forgot who sent it out, but the funniest tweet I saw over the weekend was somebody saying, America, it's time to show the world that nobody sits on the couch and wastes time like Americans do. <laughs> yeah, you, you and I have been uh, self-quarantining for quite some time, but Mark Immelman, you're out and about. You're traveling around. Have you? Uh, how's your lifestyle change been over the last couple of days? Oh, man, it was crazy. I, I missed you guys because I was on the road back uh, Friday morning after the shock announcement Thursday night. I, I Just, just to, to, to take a, a step back to the players last week, I mean, that first round was kind of crazy. It was sort of an eerie, eerie feeling out there. And then um, all of a sudden we had dinner there, sort of looking into the following day and not having spectators out there. And all of a sudden we get that re- that, that, that that release or the news that the thing had been canceled. The following morning I'm packing up in my hotel room listening to the commissioner. And and I was like, this is just eerie. And then I'm then thankfully our production manager, Jeremy, was a bit forward thinking. Earlier in the week he said to me, he goes, Hey, um, do you want to cancel your flight for Monday morning after the tournament and you can just drive the rental car back? And I was like, that's a good idea. Lo and behold, he does this. And so it worked out great. So I was on the road while you guys were recording Friday morning. And that's when the news about the Masters dropped. And it's all been a bit nuts. I, I got home, which was nice to be back with the family. And I got to tell you, Georgia right now, springtime. I know first day of spring is the 22nd. Well, spring is rampant right now and there's pollen everywhere. So it's a bad time to have seasonal allergies while the COVID scare is going on because folks are sniffing and snorting and sneezing around you in the biggest way. So it's been a bit crazy, but it's good to be home. Good to be with the family and, and nice to be with you guys. Yeah. And if you, you let out one cough, everybody gives you the, uh, the snake eye now. So mm-hmm. you gotta be, you gotta be careful. So let's, Let's get caught up to where we're at because we are literally, this feels like a year ago, we are three days removed from basically Hideki shooting the course record in the opening round of of the Players' Championship. The Players' Championship gets canceled uh, along with the Valspar, the WGC match play, Corrales, Punta Cana, Valero, Texas Open, and as of right now, the Masters is currently designated as postponed. Kyle, the RBC tweeted out a day or two ago they are still proceeding as uh, usual but as you can imagine the situation is very fluid and if a situation these situations are so so fluid i'm drowning over here yeah they are the luke donald invitational is not going to be held this year um 
I, I hate to say, you know, the the and this is something that I know we're going to get into, but the CDC recommending no gatherings of 50 plus people for the next eight weeks. I mean, I, I just, it, and this is not this is not golf specific. It's just it's hard to envision sports being back before like the end of the summer, the fall. I mean, we're not having the Olympics, right? I, I, I cannot imagine. You, uh, oh boy. I, I mean, I'm not. Uh, what what would that look I like? Did to see, have... I did see on Twitter that someone is racing marbles, and I was captivated for about twenty five minutes. Of okay, <laughs> I've I've known about that channel, Mark, for a long time. That is the best channel on YouTube. They have all. It's an unbelievable event they've got going on. They can replace the Olympics with the Marble Olympics. Um, but yeah, I mean, to to, to Kyle's point, Mark. I mean, I think it would be now you've got the CDC recommendation. You know, no gatherings of fifty people for for the next eight weeks. The Olympics, I mean, are you really going to fly in athletes and fans from with travel restrictions from all over the globe in the middle of summer, like as nothing else is going on? I cannot imagine the Olympics happen. Uh, no. Well, you things are fluid. Like Carl used the term, you used the term fluid. Fluid is the new uh, yeah. descriptor of the time. Um I was looking just through countries or areas are graded by numbers, you know, according to COVID um, outbreaks and such. And, and Japan is in the crosshairs over there. So I I just can't see it. I, I cannot see it happening. Obviously, there are folks there of the IOC and all the decision makers. And heck, I mean, NBC Sports, this is a big, big deal for them. Um, okay. I, I'm sure folks are on tender hooks right now. But as logic goes, um the PGA Tour schedule, certainly, I'm looking at the end of the summer now, because everyone was a bit sort of like, even Matt Kuchar admitted as such, he's like, you know, I guess I was sort of not really well informed on this. I just thought it was like a bad flu. And so I didn't really look into it. And we were thinking, oh, quarantine for 14 days. Well, the stuff's getting real now, you know, and, and as that Dr. Anthony Fauci said, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So I'm waiting for the spike here, but you know, spike here doesn't mean it's not spiking in Japan. So it's, it, to use the term, it's all very fluid, and 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 logic just to me says right now that I can't see that happening. Sadly, it's hard to imagine Matt Kuchar not being informed on, uh, well informed on something. Um, <laughs> so here's something that I thought of over, <laughs> over the last over the last few days. Uh, this kind of came about on Kevin fever that's sitting in there, Rick. (laughs) Yeah. We've been in the house too long. (laughs) I do feel loopy. Uh, Justin, Justin Ray and I were kind of going, going at this on Twitter and like the idea of having this won't happen. I don't think, I don't think it can, but the idea of having all four majors in the fall is intoxicating to me. I think that would be. I think that would be unbelievable to, I, to what if, what if you start to get away from football now? Come on. Yeah. But like, the, look, and this is the thing that I argued at the end of the week with, I think it was with Rick and, and Greg this year's already screwed. Like it's already, it's already jacked up. It's already messed up. Like this is a one-off. Everybody knows it. It's going to be bizarre. If you hold the masters, it's going to be at a different time. And the, and the whole thing's going to be weird. So why not just lean into that, get really weird, start the major season with the Ryder cup and then have all the majors after that. I think that would be amazing. I mean, I think that would be the coolest thing for golf. <laughs> be the first cut podcast would be on. Uh, we would need some sort of a, a performance enhancing uh, aid. No, well, it, it's. 
I think we should just hit control alt delete on 2020 to be honest with you this decade has just not turned started off right yeah, it's it's one of these situations where I feel like we're going to look back at this season in the same way we've looked back at like, you know, NBA when they had like lockouts and they played like the 44 game season and the Spurs, right? You know, they go in the title and so there's like a little asterisk on it, but we all know like, okay, this was just a weird year. Let's move forward. That, that's kind of what you're getting at here, Kyle. Uh, Rory, back to back player of the year, by the way, if the season ends. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to do that. We'll have to do end of year. Add this to the list, producer Jacob. End of year awards if the season ended right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I just it, honestly, it's sort of hard to imagine. Like, and, and this is crazy. And and you mentioned this, Drake. It happened in like three days, and we went from oh they'll probably get the players in to that's definitely not happening to the Masters is postponed. And I feel like now we're at. I would be surprised if they played the rest of the season, I think. I, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like, we could be talking in two months and it's over with, but that's just sort of like, seems like the trajectory that we're on right now. I'm just going to throw this out there, okay? This is, this, since we're pontificating, you know, Tiger's t- chasing Jack. Yeah, I'm going on one of my romantic trips here, Kyle. <laughs> uh, so Tiger's chasing Jack, and Jack's 18 majors, and that's the number, and we tied with Sam Snead and such. But Jack is still the guy who holds it all. So I'm just pitching this one out there, and I'm going to throw this out there, and you can bite or you can tell me I'm crazy. The PGA Tour returns on June the 4th for the Memorial Tournament at Jack's place. Because he's Jack. Seems too soon. June the 4th? I mean, what, what's what's eight weeks from now? Is that like middle of May? Eight weeks May, is so championship time. So it's early May. I, I guess my question, and I think we talked about this at the end of last week also, and, and this sort of is what you're getting at, Mark, is what like who decides when all this is back? Like yeah, what's yeah. the what's the organization or the league even that's like, okay, we're in, let's do this. It's so, just Yeah, sorry, Doug. I, I, I actually am quite optimistic and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, that that I think golf comes back first. Now, I'm not optimistic that happens anytime soon, but I bet you they are one of the first ones to move on it because they were one of the last ones to kind of get out of it, which makes me think that there'll be one of the first ones back in. If you're the NBA and you actually have athletes that have tested positive for this and there is a lot of physical contact every night and you're playing all, you know, these these teams are traveling all over the place. That's a really tough sell when you're the first one to get out to be the first one back in. I feel like they'll 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 go along with the abundance of caution, right? That's the other keyword phrase that we're using so often in the last couple of days. But for golf, you've got, you know, you keep hearing the outdoor sport thing. You keep hearing it's over many acres. You These guys don't have to touch each other over the course of a round or anything like that. So, Mark, I, I'm not optimistic that this is coming back anytime soon, but I am optimistic that golf will probably be the first things we get back. That's a good shot there, Rick, because I can tell you on Thursday at the Players' Championship, there was a whole lot of fist bumping and elbow bumping. I mean, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that's the new... Uh, um, the, the new handshake, obviously, of the PGA Tour. So, yes, I, I can see exactly what you're saying. That does make sense. Uh, there's one thing that I know for sure, whether it's golf or whether it's, uh, you know, I, I can't see basketball because of the proximity of the players' football, certainly, if we go that far. Um, but um, the world is starved for sports, and sports is entertainment, especially here in, in the United States. I can speak to you as a South African because, they were still playing rugby last weekend in a huge league down there. And then the authorities met after the weekend's play to decide, okay, we're going to can it for the season, basically. But 
the sport is a big deal and sport unifies and sport brings people together. I, I've seen it happen twice with Rugby World Cups in South Africa. A fractured, splintered nation come together behind a team. Uh, it, that's what sport does. So whatever it is, I, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm optimistic. I, I'm looking forward to the back end of this. I'm hoping we all do the right thing through all of this so we can see the back end fast and, and get back at it. And, and I would like golf to sort of be at the tip of the spear. I think that would be cool, you know, to the first folks who sort of venture out into the unknown, if you will. Yeah. So, Kyle, um, I I kind of I think I lean with you a bit that that we are we are far away from this. But, uh, yeah, I think golf's coming back first. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a good take. Um I think they I think they have maybe the best case to come back first yeah. and, and I think that you know it didn't that part of it didn't look great or it started to not look great <laughs> over over the weekend at the players championship but I think when you when you're talking about like optimism of coming back I I do think that they can make the best case for like hey this is you know it, but it it's still hard because it's like at what point is that you know, and like, and I go back to the PR thing, like an okay thing to do from a PR perspective. I, I don't know, but, but, but no matter when any of these leagues come back, there's still going to be some, some wariness and some like raised eyebrows. So if that's true, and I think it will be, then I think they're, they're best positioned to, to be able to make the case that they're the safest to come back first. Okay. Here's another take. This is more romantic than my Jack Nicholas memorial. <laughs> The uh, the WGC FedEx Championship happens to take place over July 4th in Memphis. FedEx, the major sponsor of the PGA Tour. PGA Tour comes back and Brooks Kepka plays the first dollar with an American flag on his back in a Speedo saying, yeah, we are back. Yeah, that, is, speedo. that is yeah. romantic. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm delirious. That's uh, three and a half months from now. That's more realistic, I think, than the memorial. Um, Memphis uh, makes sense, though, all jokes aside. Memphis would make sense with FedEx, uh, July 4th. I mean, there's the, 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 there's a whole lots of, lots of synergy there. I like it. Hey, listen, <laughs> whenever we get it, I'm going to be super stoked about it. But let's uh, we actually do have some golf topics. So let's look at this. We'll make a little pivot here oh, from the PGA to the PGL, Kyle. Uh, we're now getting more and more professional golfers coming out and saying, eh, you know what? PGL is not for me. Brooks Kepka quoted as saying, I'm out on the PGL. I'm going with the PGA tour. I have a hard time believing golf should be about just 48 players. But to me, Kyle, uh, didn't he tell us that like when he tees it up in the tournament, it's only about 20 guys anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he did. And, and I think, I thought some of the messaging from, and I, I know we're going to talk about John Rahm and uh, Bubba Watson tweeted out, which very brave of Bubba to ride the backs of the top yeah. three players in the world. <laughs> but I, I just, it felt, okay, here's what it felt like. You know how sometimes you get, um, <clears throat> you get emails from people like stuff you don't want to do, whether that's at work or like just stuff that you need to get done. And you sort of like respond or bury stuff at a time where there's a lot of news going on. That's what this like is. That, that's what it felt like. It's like, it's like it, it, it almost felt like the, the PGA tour was putting pressure on these guys as they should. I'm not, that's not negative against the PGA tour. They, they should be pressuring their guys to be like, Hey, are you in or out? And the, Kepka was like, 
I don't know. I don't know if I want to get <laughs> caught up in that. So, oh, there's a pandemic. Here's when I'm going to talk about it. I, it just, I felt like the timing of it was kind of weird. This is like the Friday afternoon news dump, Mark. <laughs> no, that's that's when Tiger Woods withdraws on a Friday afternoon, <laughs> 4.55 p.m. Eastern. Um, and now for me, this is you can file this in, in, in stuff that you absolutely were going to see coming. Uh, it, a number of the top players, there'd been all sorts of discussion about it. We knew, everyone knew, it, this This is not new to anyone, that the, 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 the game's stars right now were not going to suddenly up and out and leave the PGA Tour behind. I, I just, to Brooks and to Ram certainly, but certainly to Brooks, I just appreciate the way he went about it. You know, Rory referenced, you know, where the funds were coming from and he didn't want to be sort of held captive by one league having to play certain events because they're freelancers. That's how they operate. Ram, uh, you know, referenced the PGA Tour and everything the PGA Tour has done for him. And then Brooks gets there and he goes, look, I've made it through the Challenge Tour. I've basically climbed up this ladder. And and, and so for me, the PGA Tour gives everyone chances. And I love, he made a statement to the effect of going, uh, out of the 125 guys here on the PGA Tour, there may be a star on the horizon kind of thing. And so I appreciated that take very much. And, 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 and I, because I kind of like a guy... Who, who will not forget his roots and where he came from. Mark, I want to stay here with you on this for just a second because to me, okay, I, I think t competition is great, right? I think that having someone that even just gets the eyes of the top players in the world uh, can create progress. So I don't know if this whole PGL thing, even just in the smallest of scares that it was to the billion-dollar industry that is the PGA Tour, like – do you think that anything changes moving forward on the PGA Tour, whether you see appearance fees for the top guys or like, is this over and we don't have to worry about it? Or will some of these ideas kind of seep through into what we know is the PGA Tour for the next couple of years? Um, I, I think the, the players will have a little more leverage um, with the tour because of the PGL. And, and, and heck, I believe as far as memory serves me from last week, I believe the commissioner referenced this and he's, pre-tournament press conference he gave quite a few last week um and he said look you know with the new tv contracts and such we're in a position now to look after our membership a little bit better because that's what it is it's a membership organization so yeah there'll be leverage um there'll be more leverage on the player's behalf and i can see certain things changing now appearance fees i'm not so sure there never have been appearance fees in the pga tour and i don't don't ever think they will but the purses may be different um, maybe there'll be money before cuts, although I think that's just personally, I think that's ludicrous because for the longest time you had to make the Friday afternoon cut to make money. So th there'll be something, there'll be one or two things that happen uh, that, that come on the heels of this, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. Kyle, you actually, um, cause I think this is a, the, I think the biggest kind of story out of the PGL, out of the, the COVID uh, situation, out of just the, the last couple of months we've seen on tour is that Rory McIlroy has become the voice of the tour. And you have an article on cbssports.com right now. Rory McIlroy shows his leadership as golf's guiding light and voice of reason. I, I could not agree more, right? I mean, every answer he gives to almost any topic at this point seems mature, reasonable, well thought out. Um, like I, I'm, I'm very impressed with, with Rory McIlroy right now. Yeah, I mean he he's been he's been amazing, and I think you know the biggest thing for me and and uh, Brandon Chambly sort of alluded to this last week during the Players Championship. It's one thing to have Rory's talent, which is I think everybody knows like 
probably the most or best talent in the world. But to combine that with, you know, somebody who wants to be uh, a leader and who kind of stands up for what you would say are the right things as it relates to big groups of people, that's a that's a tough crossover. It's a crossover, and and I don't mean this. I don't mean this negatively. I think it's just factual. Like it's a crossover that we never necessarily saw Tiger make because he was so he was so hyper focused. He was so individualized. He was so siloed, honestly, just like in his own little world, that it was difficult for him to step out of that and step over here and lead this entire tour or lead this entire organization or lead this entire sport in the way that Rory seems to to be able to do. And and it seems effortless for him. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure he puts a lot of thought and work and effort into it, but, and this is sort of the point I make, it's kind of like his game. You watch him play and you're like, this looks so easy. And for him to get up in front of a microphone and say some of the things he does to put pressure in the right places at the right time, it, it, um, it, he makes it look easier than I think it actually is. Yeah, that's probably a good point. And, and Mark, I'm trying to think of who else besides Rory is kind of willing to stand up and say some of these things. I'm not sure you know, if we need just, you know, the, the tour doesn't have a, a union, right? There's not a union leader. He doesn't go out there and speak on behalf of the tour, but he seems to kind of be that voice. Is he, is he the only guy or, you know, do you think he's talking to his, his cohorts, his buds in there and, and kind of coming up with these, uh, with these thoughts, or this is just Rory alone. I think it's just Rory alone in my hand right here. Now I've got the, the transcript from his pre tournament press conference at the players last week. And, and coming from a guy and me, you know, as part of my job is to interview these guys after their rounds or before the rounds, whenever it is, you know, you get certain guys that are approachable and they'll give a good interview, but they don't really say anything. And then you get guys who are quotable and McElroy is quotable. Phil is quotable, you know, sometimes for different reasons. But but those are the two guys that you're going to get stuff that you that, that you can sort of chew on a little bit. You know, there's certain guys that'll just talk for five minutes and they'll have a smile on their face and they're charming as rip. But if you read the, the transcript back, there's nothing really to it. It's like we saw this, or I idly saw this when I was packing up on Friday morning in the hotel there in Jacksonville. Um, I've got the Golf Channel on in the background and they've got, they've got a camera there uh, and they're picking up players who are coming to pack out their locker rooms. And, and Ricky Fowler, for argument's sake, came up there. One of the greatest, if not the greatest guy on the PGA Tour. For me... Him, he and Rory are certainly the the the, the bar setters, and, and he spoke for a couple of minutes to whoever it was. And listening back, I was like, the guy didn't really ever say anything. You know, it's like it is what it is kind of answers. You know, those sort All of right. deals. But 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 Rory gives you stuff you can chew on, and he gives you stuff you can ruminate on. And he's the one player that I will have a highlighter in my hand, going pouring over his transcript because there's just so much gold in there. Uh, that's why I'm envious of Kyle because. Kyle has interviewed this guy before. I would give my eye teeth to get him on this podcast or a mine or whatever because the guy is 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 a source of great maturity now, huge intellect and obviously massive skill. Yeah, I, I agree. He might also be the shadow commissioner of the PGA Tour, but um, no, I'm kidding about that. He, I think the thing that amazes me is that he. So when he says some of this stuff, he creates friction, right? Like he he, he create he creates friction um, within some of the organizations and 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 just different things that he's talking about. And I think when you create friction, it it becomes you become less approachable. Uh, I think we've seen this with Brooks Kepka. He creates friction too, 
but then you don't feel like you can approach him and, and still talk to him. And I think Rory's ability to, to kind of hold the tension of, yeah, I'm going to create some friction with some of the stuff I say in a good way. Um, but I'm also still going to be super approachable and just a, a, like a normal human being. I think that tension is what, um, I think that's what makes him special. And I think that's sort of why everybody within the, the media realm kind of rides so hard for him. Special is a good word that I, I think the tour is in very good hands. If Rory is the guy who is out there answering these tough questions, uh, not so tough questions. Let's get into this because we've got some social media, you know, interaction like we have not seen from some of these tour players before because they got a little time on their hands. So Kyle, I'll start with you on this. I saw, I don't know. I saw, uh, Ian Poulter has a monster three screen setup that he can drive his indoor car simulator. Oh. Bryce Bryson's playing Fortnite. Uh, Phil's doing, you know, fireside chats, um, with, uh, what's his name? Clint East, Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Like uh, who's, who's taking their break best, Kyle? Well, to be honest, I'm, I was a little surprised over the weekend that we didn't get a Ricky Fowler multi-year endorsement deal with the CDC or the world <laughs> or, or the, or the world health organization. I thought that would be, I, I put that, I threw that out on, on Twitter and somebody, this was one of the great responses of all time. I don't know if you guys saw this. Somebody said he's just waiting outside the CDC to congratulate whoever creates the vaccine for the coronavirus. <laughs> that's great i thought it was incredible uh no it is gonna be interesting and i think you're i mean you know mark's talking about getting rory on this podcast i think we're gonna be able to get a lot of guys on a lot of podcasts because they're gonna be so bored i mean they they live this weird life that is you know so much of their time is taken up with travel and playing and golf and i think i think so many of them i've talked to charles Howell about this before just like you don't know what to do when you have that downtime because it's just that's your that's your work at your job. It's like taking our I mean, well, it's and this has sort of happened to us a little bit as well. Like taking our jobs. Away. Like, what are we going to do? You know, and you're, you're they're going to be they're all going to be itching to get back into it. And hopefully for their sake and for ours, it, it happens sooner rather than later. I got to tell you, uh, last week on PGA Tour Live, they had Carson Daly out there and he and Rory of that podcast. Uh, what's it? Rory and Carson show or whatever it is. And and Carson Daly, man, he that dude is quotable. He actually came on our show, and he was in the booth while I was on the course there for it was supposed to be one segment, well, like 10, 12 minutes. At about the forty-eight minute mark, they're like, "Well, do you want to leave now?" And he was all into. <laughs> I mean, talk about loving golf and you know wanting something to do. He was like, "I just love this stuff. I'd stay in here all day long." And so, uh, I, I'm sure the guys are looking for a lot of stuff right now. And Heck, if anyone's got anyone's number and anyone's listening, you can come on this show whenever you like. You can come on mine whenever you want. Yeah, we've got some time slots open for you. Uh, Justin Thomas did uh, the, the most memorable thing so far. Again, we're three days into this. Uh, Justin Thomas posts a scorecard on Instagram where he goes out and shoots a 65. I don't know where this was. Do we know what course this was? I, I don't know where this is. Somewhere, Bears, Bears Club down there in Jupiter. <laughs> Okay, so JT goes out, shoots a 65, and gets absolutely destroyed by Ricky Fowler, who goes out in 31, Kyle, in in 29 for a 60. Uh, and then in true, like, you know, golf fan fashion, I saw all the responses were like, how close was he to a 59? Did he miss any five-footers? Like, give us, like, the shot tracker update on this. You can't just post the scorecard, Kyle. I did see a few. Uh, <laughs> he finally got it done on Sunday. I was like, yeah. okay, that's easy there. Yeah. Uh, no, it, 
yeah i mean i'm i'm all for like if somebody can like live text me i'll write up a uh like during their round i'll i'll write something up like if if john rom's out there playing 18 jupe life you know wherever they play down in jupiter uh yeah i'll write 500 words easy i'll just bang it out uh, all right, Mark, we'll give you the last word here before we uh, kind of pivot to something else. These guys are probably like I imagine this only kind of gets weirder from here where like we're three days in. They're already antsy. We'll be a weekend. We'll be two weeks in. We might be eight weeks in. Uh, how do we you know any anticipation? I think we're going to see a lot of great content from from golfers on social. I think you are. But but I but I'm also going to say this. The professional golfers I know, these dudes are going to be out there practicing and they in their home gyms. I doubt they're in the, the Max Fitness or whatever. They're probably in their home gyms downstairs. Uh, Billy Horschel already, I think, today posted something where, remember the Rory Peloton moment last week at the Players? Well, Billy tried to, Billy gave it horns there for a little while, but wasn't able to get to Rory's 955 output number. So you, you'll see that sort of stuff, but I guarantee you these guys are working on, they will be working on their games as well. Because, you know, we, we're heading into golf time now. You know, that's, just like your body clock is sort of, you know, set to whatever time zone you're on, it's springtime, it's golf time now, and the summer's right in front, and there's big golf. So in as much as what the future is unknown, these guys know one thing, and that's to work hard. So I'm sure they'll be doing a lot of that too. This is definitely going to end with a Tiger Bryson showdown on Xbox or PlayStation or some some uh, device that they're playing online. Uh, speaking of golf time, Mark, Supreme Golf. Let's talk about them. They have your next tee time at the best price. They do the work for you by comparing different tee time providers at thousands of courses around the world. If you're still calling the course to book your next round, yes, I'm talking to you. Search your city, compare prices from every provider, and book the right tee time at the right course. Get the best deal at more courses than all the other booking sites combined at supremegolf.com slash the first cut. That's supremegolf.com slash the first cut or you can uh, get on the free supreme golf app for ios and android i love it all right well, let's really <laughs> let's uh let's take a look at something and get a little weird here gentlemen because we are going to play uh we're going to play commissioner you know we're, we're going to be in charge of everything uh we are throwing logic reason all of that out the window so don't bring your logic here uh, let's start with a couple of scenarios and how we would deal with these. Mark, let's start with you. Uh, I think the, I'm a stats guy. I'm a numbers guy. I like the standings. I look at the official world golf rankings constantly. You know, the FedEx cup points are there. That determines a lot of what the end of the season, presuming if we get back to the end of the season, uh, the FedEx cup points are going to be a big part of this. Um, how are we dealing with this? Because the, obviously the official world golf rankings, that's a rolling two year. The FedEx Cup's obviously this season, but we've got to figure this out. What do you say, Commissioner Mark? Uh, well, first off, I'm going to say just like the commissioner said last week, where he he, he quickly talked to one of the uh, reporters down who pitched him a hypothetical question. He said, "You know, I don't deal in hypothetical questions, right? <laughs> but but, but so, we do." <laughs> okay, no, no. That aside, um, the world rankings, as far as I know, I was not able to research this. Um, but when they've been like event changed, event altering deals before, like 9/11 and things like that, that was just suspended for a while. So the world rankings, they just sort of stop the the clock, stop the counting, stop that that rolling two-year clock that they've got going on. As far as the FedEx Cup points are going, 
uh, well, let, let's sort of be equitable, shall we? Uh, let, let, because there shouldn't be an advantage to anyone. And we saw last week at the players that half of that purse got divvied up between a hundred and whatever it was, guys. Each dude made what fifty something thousand dollars. Yep. So just take the points that were on offer for the events that are lost. Just divide them equally between everyone. Uh, everyone's coming out the same, basically. But then you, you, you're not necessarily punishing someone like a Brendan Todd who's had a breakout season, or, you know, with the, this wraparound portion. Because the one thing we have to bear in mind is that the PGA Tour is not a calendar year deal anymore. It goes from like September through September kind of story. So I would just break up the points. And if you don't do that, well, then just... Whatever's washed and was cancelled, well, that just sort of goes away, and then we start up fresh when we start again. Okay, Kyle, I have to admit that was uh, way more reasonable than I was thinking of because I guess divvying them up makes a lot of sense. That way, you don't punish or, or you don't over reward the guys who played in the in the fall season, but you don't uh, penalize the guys who like you know start their season during the Florida swing. So I guess that is. Uh, Commissioner Mark, great idea, very reasonable uh, to just split up the FedEx Cup points, you know, over the number of events, the number of players, and it kind of keeps everybody in their own spot. But I'm sure, Kyle, you, you've always got some weird stuff in your head. I think you got something weird up there. Well, this is why Marcus actually has a chance of becoming the commissioner someday, <laughs> and and he's gonna ignore our text. But calls. I would, but I would, I, you know what? I'd 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 hire you two guys as my lieutenants right away. You realize? This. Here's oh. here's my idea. Have uh, you should we need to like once a month, and everybody could do this because we did it. Mark and I did it at uh, at the PGA show. Just have tripe man games. Mm. Just get on. Get on track, man. Get in your simulator, wherever Flatscope. wherever you are. Flatscope for me. If, if I'm the commissioner, we're going with Flatscope. Yeah, Flatscope, track, man, whatever. All of it. <clears throat> and just start just, just start handing out FedEx Cup points that way. That would be that would be insane. Okay, so you know the uh, the NASCAR drivers are getting on that like i racing whatever, and they're actually going on the simulator and racing, and they've got a leaderboard. I would pay, I would empty my bank account to see these guys <laughs> on a global leaderboard on track, man. Like that would be the greatest thing I've ever seen. It would be, I mean, like we're kind of joking. It would be freaking awesome. Like it, because I mean, you content. can. I'll give you that. It's good content. You can put. I mean, there are places, and and you wouldn't. It would be hard to do it because not everybody has like a simulator in their house because not everybody has a house that is, you know, you can put a simulator in. But where's Sanjay? You're going to play, bro. Where's he going to well, live? Uh, he's he's <laughs> he's been texting with Elon Musk. He's trying to get to Mars so that there's a so that there's a uh, a tournament. He'll just make his own tournament up there. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Where is he going to live? Yeah. What's he doing? I, I guess he's still in a well, hotel, but like what city did he pick? Uh, listen, Mr. Commissioner, while you're at it, Sanjay M is a real part of our PGA Tour. You can't be just instituting something where one of my, our MVPs doesn't get to compete because he doesn't have a place to play his game. I'll have to go to somebody's well, house. He, I'll have to go to... Yeah, he can sleep in Rory's basement or something. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> yeah. um, been, Rory's just been on his Peloton and, and Sanjay's down in the basement hitting balls. <laughs> Yeah, he's. I guarantee. Yeah, okay. okay. The the best bet ever is it, who's who's hit the most balls already in this like break. It is one thousand percent Sungjae. He has not stopped. Sungjae yeah. or VJ? There's something about yeah. the J on the end That's of the night. That's true. That's totally. true. 
Uh, no, I'm all but, about I'm all yeah. about the uh, the simulation games. I think that would be. Uh, I mean, they have places. I was talking to one of my buddies the other day. He's like, "Yeah, my dad goes to this place. I, I guess I didn't realize this, where you can just you could. I mean, it's sort of like what we do at the PGA show, but they have places where you can like be a member and you yeah. go and play and play, and you're done in like 45 minutes. So I'm from I'm from Philly. They're all over the Northeast because the courses are closed in the winter and they have these simulators all over. Well, I, I don't know. I might be taking your ceiling your thunder, here, Rick, but. Now that we are along this track, and I'm going to stick with my my equitable approach, but man, top golf is a thing, and 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 the 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 drinks and such are lots of fun there. I I can see the boys after a few beers playing for a few hundred FedEx Cup points. <laughs> you don't have to twist yes, my you arm. Can wa- you can wager FedEx Cup points. That would be <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Brendan Todd already has what like two thousand banked or whatever. He can risk of them in a top golf matchup with whoever wants to challenge the guy i'm laughing i'm laughing at our producer right now he goes you better make sure you last all those communal golf clubs <laughs> i love how i love i love that mark thinks that fedex cup points are an actual currency like we have the only currency on the pga tour we have pesos we have dollars we have bitcoin and we have fedex cup points <laughs> I also like that producer Jacob thinks these guys are using the stock clubs at Top Golf when they get there. They're not bringing their own. <laughs> They're going to use this. They'll snap those bad boys. Okay, Rick, you've officially got your your hands off the steering wheel. Get the let's get this all right. Let's let's do this uh, because our buddy uh, Luke Kerdanine has, has written some interesting stuff about a, a unified major, uh, basically suggesting that we only play one quote unified major and this is something that uh not necessarily major we've seen something like this during world world war ii excuse me and he's got a tweet that kind of to me mark really puts into perspective where we're at right now so he goes through each one of the majors the masters is postponed indefinitely the pga uh you know the cdc recommending cancellation because it's over 50 people within eight weeks the U.S. Open, that venue is currently surrounded by a one-mile containment zone. And the Open Championship, we're currently in a, in a travel ban, okay, this with, you know, between the U.S. and, and, the, and the U.K. And we're like, who knows if guys can get there, cannot get there. That's pretty bleak <laughs> when I look at it. So is there a way, um, you know, whether, however it's, it's, you know, doesn't count as a major or whatever, that we could get everyone in one spot one time and just be like, here's what we rally around. Here's our golf tournament. Have at it, boys. Well, you, you know the conversation was had, and I and Kyle called me out because he's because I was such a traditionalist and I was going with the Masters thing, saying I couldn't see the Masters happen in the fall, and I'm getting the thumbs down right now. <laughs> um, I, if there's going to be one like big event, then you know Augusta reached beyond themselves, and and, and they did they not themselves they they reached beyond tradition and and they had the Augusta Women's Amateur. Well, I think if there's going to be one major event, the Masters would sort of be the one. You know, that's the first one, and it was the first one out. So maybe in the fall, you know, all of the all of the governing bodies get together and they play a, a, a full-field event at the Masters, like an, in, an invitational at Augusta National sometime in October-ish, right between college football here in Georgia, and, and let that be the one if, if we're being if I'm still being the hypothetical commissioner. So I think that's most realistic, Kyle. I think if we get one, the masters with the, with the control that Augusta national has with the ability to kind of flip a switch. And I like, I swear they could hold that tournament, you know, scheduling and course conditions aside, 
they are prepared to hold that event whenever you want. Um, but I think this this kind of quote and this note in in Luke's article for me kind of got me right in the in the stomach, which is like you you can't have one major without the others. That would kind of feel wrong. It would kind of feel off. And this, you know, this replacement unified major that he's proposing would kind of still give us our one major, but we wouldn't say, well, we got this one, but we didn't get these other three. Does that make sense? So which, so, so what would it count as if you want it? Well, you just give, uh, how about you, you just give out all four trophies and you get the career grand slam in one week? You, you decide, Kyle, what, what, what do you get? Well, I think Mark's point, to Mark's point, a full field event at Augusta National might be the only way that Jordan Spieth gets in to, oh to a major this year. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> no, we, I, cannot, we cannot go 45 minutes without getting Jordan Spieth in this. Here's, here's an idea. 16 rounds at Augusta. So you're playing the equivalent of four majors, but you're only playing one tournament. This is the way Rory wins the Masters, because if you're playing 16 rounds, that I mean, he's yeah. got... Like he's got the leg up on everybody. Like he would, he would win that. I think uh, that would be a blast. Just two, two weeks, just going to the course every day for two weeks. It'd be sick. Two and a half weeks, a fortnight. Definitely. Yeah. Oh my God. Sick. I'm trying to wrap my head around 16 rounds. Yeah. I imagine, uh, you know, even in four, a lot of the times the, the cream of the, the cream rises to the top. You give these guys 16 rounds. Uh, <laughs> Rory might run away with this thing. Go ahead. Can you imagine like, figuring out something to write after like round six you're like well we've, <laughs> we've got a week and a half to go yeah and and, and the, the pin positions they'd have to have oh my gosh that would be uh that would be something they'd have to figure out over 16 days you'd have the uh the third thursday pin positions and the f second saturday hey so are, are we still being like imaginary commissioner is this what we're doing <laughs> oh yeah well, well what, 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 what are we what are we post Post live sports, Mark. This is all we do. One of the one of the great events, in my opinion, in a great city and uh, on, on the tour is the match play down in Austin. So then, why don't you say, okay, there's going to be one major. Um, uh, sorry, my phone's talking to me. Um, there's going to be one major, and we're going to make it match play. So you have, I don't know, what's the multi, what, what sort of multiples do you need? Is 144? Does that work? No, 128. You 128. need 64, 128, or then 256, I guess. Or no, or you have a play. No, no, you, you have like an NIT to play your way into the main draw. There you go. You, you could give buys out. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, but uh, then you'd end up with like Scott Stallings winning the major in 2020. You know what? We've seen folks like Ben Curtis win the Open. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, this is, I don't know. It's fascinating. You, you should let who, whichever team wins the Ryder Cup choose which major they want to play. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I, I love the idea of match play, quite honestly. If Let's just, yeah, replace the major. Don't do a, a stroke play major so that we can't compare them. Let's just do match play. Run them all out there. Uh, if if Scott Stallings wins nine matches in a row or whatever it's going to have to be, he, he can he can have it. So, yeah, as, as I've, I've appointed myself the commissioner, seeing as you guys said I should be, let's have a first cut match play. 64 golfers, and we, we, we'll just th – this, this will be a podcast over beer. Like we're, like we're playing yeah. or we're voting? We're voting. Okay, yeah. That was, well, uh, Justin Ray put out the all-time uh, top 64. Like, Are you Justin dating or what's happening? <laughs> he, well, we're just – I mean, we're, we're 
strokes gain kindred spirits. <laughs> right. um, now I, I just had a thought and I lost it. I, I love this stuff. This is to me, this is as much fun as the, as like the actual PGA tour schedule, just trying to come up with just insane stuff. Uh, I know my thought, uh, the PGA Championship should go back to match play. They were match play until what, like 1958 or 56 or something like that? Now you are talking. Go, boy. So you have, become have, commissioner. <laughs> this is like bringing your kid to work day. I get to be commissioner <laughs> for a day. He, had, he has, he has one, one great idea, and we've promoted him. <laughs> so so the, PGA bar we have, yeah. <laughs> the PGA Championship, you should play. It should be like the USAM. So you play whatever, two rounds, three rounds of stroke play. You get into match play. That would be insane because when you have 64 guys or 32 or whatever you want to make it playing for like a real major, I mean, the, the, the WGC, WGC match play is it's good, but it like, imagine the stakes, like doubling the stakes there, making it a major championship. I think that would be amazing. I'm on board. I love it. I love it. All right, real quick. We'll end on this then. So we are still we get to decide how this schedule looks. So we've kind of alluded to a couple of different options, you know, depending on when we come back and when you move the, you know, po you know, potential masters to the end of the year, how that comes into play with uh, the FedEx Cup points. So after all of this discussion, Mark, do you, you know, we kind of landed on maybe FedEx St. Jude, everything goes right. You'd like to start the season there. You're the commissioner. How, do, what do we do? Do we just forget those uh, tournaments in the middle? We try to add a major at the end. What are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, you just, I, you, you've, you've got it because look, the, the, the tour, now I'm getting a bit serious. The, the, the tour said, well, these events aren't happening yeah. uh, over the next little period. So yeah, whatever we lose, you just kind of lose. It, it does sort of suck because the the fans and you know the golfers and the media and stuff everyone just thinks about the golf that we're losing but you know from a real point of view there are jobs that are lost um there's a whole bunch of charitable dollars and stuff that are lost so yes when when we come back i i, I would whatever day it is you just say these events that have happened before then sorry but then the tour makes a large size donation to the charities that would have been involved so again everybody gets to win out of the thing because that's why the tour exists they exist largely for um for for charitable donations and such so so yeah you, i think you just watch the events that you missed but you make sure that the charities do uh, do well out of it i like that i like that the, the tour does give so much to these non-profits and uh yeah it would it would stink to to miss out on that so hopefully we can we can make those whole Kyle, um, I'm kind of just like either either you just say this season's over, all right? You put an asterisk on, you say it's the shortened season, and you do something wacky and you get four, you know, four majors in the fall, or you just start the next season immediately. Like, I, I just want to put an asterisk on this and say this was the the coronavirus year. We're just going to move forward. What do you think? <laughs> so you want you want them to just call the season right now? Is what you're saying? Whenever they come back, brand new year. It, well, if it's in 2019, you start the swing season then. That's the new season. And if you play at the, you know, whatever's left, if you go and play the Wyndham, that's now one of the first events. And then you just keep it rolling through and get, get back on track. So the next season, in theory, would be like a 1.25 size season because it would be bigger than the original. 
So it'd be like 60 events or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there'd be like there'd be like yeah, 58 or whatever. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, I think the pro the problem just becomes we talked about this at the end of the week. Like the di- and, and golf is weird like this. Like the difference between a year and a season. And yeah. so when you look at Augusta National, and this is one of the problems with having five different organizations kind of running the 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 top of golf. Augusta National and the USGA and the RNA are like, hey, we want to get our event in in 2020 and the pga tour is like well (laughs) do it before (laughs) september 1 or you know whatever and uh, you know look you can work that stuff out um you know i just i hope they get the four majors in because you know you lose you lose a zurich you lose an rbc heritage does that stink from from kind of the 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 angle that that uh, mark is talking about for sure like that's that's lousy like i want golf to be on every weekend but you start losing majors and the, the, those are like real historical ramifications of like we missed out on crowning guys whose careers would have changed or lives would have changed. And that's the part for me. I, I don't care about the when they're played. Like, let's again, let's get weird. This year is already weird. It's going to be weird for the re- until 2021 or, or maybe beyond that. Um, play them in November. Play them in. I don't care. Like. You have you have the opportunity to um, have some fun with it, to get crazy with it, and you do have some downtime in the fall to to make it happen, you know. And, and you'd have to work with the PGA Tour there, but those are the ones I, I hope we somehow get them all in in 2020. I love it. All right, boys. Well, I think uh, I think that'll do it. We covered quite a bit today. Had a little bit of fun. Uh, if you like what you've heard. Be sure, rate, review, subscribe to the First Cut Pod. And here's what we're going to do for the rest of the week. Wednesday, mailbag episode. Okay, we're going to let you guys tell us what to talk about. So tweet at First Cut Pod. We'll have a tweet up there. You can reply with any topics, anything you want to hear about. We will go through. And then also a Flashback Friday episode, which um, I'm going rogue here. I assume we're just going to go back and look at something from the past, right? That sound about right to everybody? 2015. <laughs> we're, we're going back somewhere. So we'll have that on Friday. Um, but in the meantime, you know, make sure you uh, file – file follow all of us on twitter it's kyle porter at kyle porter cbs mark immelman at mark underscore immelman rick gaiman at rick run good thank you gentlemen and we will talk to you guys next time peace wash your hands Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!